Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to uh, another episode of Ten Backwards, the Star Trek podcast based in the UK. Uh, I'm Rick Everson, and joining me over the magical power of the interwebs is Will Turland. Hello. Gemma Turland. Hello. And Rick Palmer. Greetings. Greetings from Grantham, where I am. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're no longer exclusively Nottingham. We're, We're spread across different locations. Yeah, all over the East Midlands. Yeah. Yeah. All over there. Um, <laughs> so we're having a recording tonight to talk about the recent trailers that have dropped. Um, hopefully it won't have escaped your notice that there were new trailers for Discovery Series 3 and for Season 1 of Star Trek Picard. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that. And maybe if we got chance, a little bit of chat of our exciting expectations for the upcoming Destination Star Trek convention. Yeah. Which is, uh, I don't know, what, about 10 days away? 10, 11 days away now? It's pretty close yeah, as we record. Um, less by the time you listen, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, so those those trailers, flipping out. Uh, Shall we start with Discovery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, series through Discovery, obviously we, um, we know that Discovery is going to now be set somewhat further into the future than it used to be um and so we see some little bits of what's happening with um particularly i think it was very michael burnham focused this trailer wasn't it yes mm. yeah she she seemed yeah. to be find herself in the red angel suit in um in a big pile of rocks so rocks are still there to pack into starship bridges in the future which is good <laughs> goodness yeah, um, and I don't know, I, I kind of got the impression she seems to be stranded on her own for some amount of time. Yeah, I yeah. got that impression yeah. as well. It, it, yeah. it could just I be mean, the first episode of season yeah. three. I mean, I, so because it's a teaser trailer, often the the teaser tends to be made up from what what they filmed so far. And I, so, sometimes in a, in a TV show, a lot of that footage comes from that first episode. So I wonder if that's... Maybe that will all be sort of resolved by the end of mm. that first episode. No, that's that's um, my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I personally, I'd quite like her to be back with the rest of the Discovery crew in sh- fairly short order. Yeah, mm. um, I'm not massively big on them being because I think there's a there's a there's a whole new thing to explore. I'd rather they just all got together and sort of went out and found what's going on in this strange future they're in. Uh, yeah. Because this is the furthest forward in time we've been in in Star Trek, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, even beyond the sort of flash forwards that we've had in uh, Enterprise, where we with the yes, beyond Daniel's time thing. Uh, um, and we get some we get some hints of the 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 Federation that is, that that is to be in the future. In that, uh, they seem she seems to be meet mm. Burnham seems to be meeting with some. Somebody from the Future Federation. We see a, a flag, which looks very much like the Federation, but seems to be much reduced in stars, which potentially indicates the Federation is a lot smaller, whether it's lost a lot of members. And there's the comment of, uh, what was it, 
you you follow ghosts or you believe in ghosts or something yeah you're wearing the badge yeah which kind of makes you think what's what's happening with starfleet yet mm. yeah uh i mean it's it's a teaser trailer yeah. the series is you know we, we, any anything we come with sort of talk about is obviously fairly speculative but uh but then it's sort of fun to speculate i think at this point what we're going to see yeah so. I guess it is a long. It's a long way in the future. I was. I was always wondering if they would sort of tie it into. There was a short tricks last year. Um, I can't remember. Was it Calypso? Calypso yeah. Calypso. Calypso. Yeah. yeah. Was, set, was that set around the same time? And it was set on Discovery as well because it was set, it, Discovery was sort of had been sort of abandoned it, for yeah, a long time. Discovery and, had been abandoned for thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. Yeah. The eighth. The, the actual, I think the actual time frame wasn't established, just that Discovery had been left for close to a thousand years. However, we don't know when it was left, yeah. so it's difficult to, to really date this. No. No. Yeah. And with the, you know, Star Trek's not shy about throwing in some time travel, so, you know, it could, uh, yeah, that that time period could be in the distant past for all we know. But it, but it, uh, I had the same thought, though, that maybe that, that Calypso short track is going to tie into this, this time period. So I'd be very surprised if it didn't make use of frames. I think that cool. I think Calypso was very well received and quite a beautiful little sci-fi story. So I'd be very surprised if they didn't make use of it in some way. It's my favourite of the short tracks. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. Really yeah. And it, it really fitted that format, yeah, I thought, that short story format. And it was, was it the only one that didn't tie in to the series, to the last series? I think it was. Well, wait a minute. Didn't, I didn't so, think Mud tied in no, the CT, did it? Yeah. But, um, True. That, one, that one was ridiculous <laughs> crazy fun. Yeah. I really liked that one as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's always. I always had an expectation that Mud was going to pop up in series two. Yeah. He never did, but I had that expectation because of that short track. I think. But, I mean, we see we see uh, um, Georgia, yeah. don't yeah. we? As well, so huh. um, it's yeah, we do. Yeah. So it's, it's, we get a we get a bit of information about how the series is yes. probably going to go. I mean, I'm guessing like a, a section. Is a section thirty one show been sort of shelved for a little while? Because <laughs> like it seems like it has. Uh, no, no, still it's, it's happening. But I think I don't know how exactly they're going to wing it because obviously we don't. Did we see? The... Sorry, Gemma. With the, with the Georgia, did she? Did we see where she was? Was she on the bridge? Of, I thought or was she, she somewhere else. I thought so... she looked like she was on Discovery. Mm, yeah. Okay. But I could be wrong about that. No, mm. I don't. And she certainly was still on board when they went through the time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or whether or not she jumped so in time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if part of this series they will contrive a method for her to return to the 23rd century mm. and then spearhead the Section 31 show. Well, the thing. I mean, the thing I would like to see is like, surely there'd be people on Discovery who are like, mm. oh, wait a minute, I don't want to be 900 years in the future. I want to go mm. home. And it would be cool if there was some sort of discontent. On the ship because we haven't really seen that yet yeah. in Discovery. Everyone, on the, everyone in Discovery sort of gets along mm. and pulls together, yeah. and fights the good fight, yeah. and 
I'm like, oh, come on. Like, let's, have, let's have a bit of discontent. Like, let's have some people on. Let's have some kind Except of... Except for yeah. Colbert and, um, and Tyler and Messel. That's true. That was good. And, and to be fair, Tyler had, <laughs> um, had murdered yeah. him. So Colbert was just annoyed at being murdered. Yeah, but Lord was from evil, you know. Yeah. I would like to... Somewhere. I mean, this show has the... Now Discovery has the sort of has the potential to sort of do some storytelling that that a show like Voyager mm-hmm. didn't quite do with its with its scenario in terms of people not getting along and um, not not to just not to have a not to kind of critique Voyager but just I think this is a great opportunity to to set to have a story on a ship where there are people that want different things in this scenario and some people want to get home and some people are happy to stay yeah. and. Um, well, we had that scene in the in the series two finale where a number of Discovery crew all said, "Do you know what? We'll follow you, Michael Burnham. We'll, we'll come with you. We'll go into the future with you." And I think there's definitely potential then for those characters to look at Burnham and say, "So what now? Yeah. What do we do now?" And it, it doesn't automatically follow that all of them are going to be happy with her answers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what Rick says, I think, definitely is is a is a serious potential for some good good dramatic storytelling. Yeah, it's something they did in uh, Battlestar. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's a high, it's a high bar to measure against. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, even just like a couple of episodes that that establish that there are people on Discovery who aren't happy with the the choices that have been made by the main characters that we Mm -hmm. know. Like, like a sort of a lower deck style episode. And I mean, Uh, yeah, I mean that would be great, wouldn't it? And I think, I really think that's something that. Because Discovery gets a pretty good budget and it only has, well, it has 16 episodes that it has to make. It doesn't have to make 24. Like, that's actually, it has 13. Really? Mm. So that means that each gets a good budget. And I think, I don't know, well, sometimes I think, well, I guess that means that they don't have to worry about doing, they don't have to think about episodes where they might have to save some money and, and just do like a an episode where they tell a story and don't have a lot of special effects. They, 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 this show, this is a show that's planned pretty well, and and they they're able to do this this very grand storytelling. And I I, I kind of hope for this the sort of smaller bottle. Episode, I think to be honest, I think that's still distinctly a possibility because yeah. yes, Discovery obviously benefits from a, a decent budget. But then if you look back at the time, Next Generation was like one of the most expensive mm. shows on in that era. Mm. So the idea that all Star Trek has been low budget is kind of a a misunderstood one. I think it's just very easy for a show to start, like Star Trek, to piss away its budget very, very quickly, um, and then. I do think they they made yeah. more episodes, didn't they, in those in those other series? And I do think that they they yeah. they did realize that they would have to do some shows where they they didn't have a big budget and they would kind of contain the story and and make it very character driven. And and I think that's something that that. Um, I, th- I think Discovery is definitely. I think we're definitely going to see that sort of. Uh, we're going to see. I would love to see some really bottle episodes, like you say. It's been a fine tradition of Star Trek to have a, a money saving bottle show, and I don't think they'll ever let go of that because, yeah, any budget is always finite, and that it's always going to be easy to pee through so much budget on a Star Trek show because there's so much you can do. So, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, in terms of what mm. what you're suggesting i would def i think a some sort of division in the crew would be a fantastic story to explore because you know 
it's it's all very well at the time and in, in in high drama situations. So yes, we'll 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 go with Burn and we won't let her take make the sacrifice alone. But then afterwards, like then what? Then what? Who who says what? And you know, Discovery doesn't really have an official captain. Burnham's mm. taken them there. She well, what what happens? What do they do? What's the situation in the future? You know, though I mean there may well be different factions, what the Federation is like. A lot of the crew might say, This Federation isn't our Federation and we might want to go along with this other faction that's on there. So there's a load of potential for that. I wonder if there might be a kind of storyline where they where the Discovery crew wants to go back in time to change whatever it is that's that's had an impact on the federation um in the past maybe that could that could come up um but then but then again they they were heavily into time travel in season two maybe they don't want to do explore that same kind of ground again well i mean this is always my thing with star trek is in terms of time travel i think less is more because Mm certain series like Voyager and I think Enterprise overdid it. And I, mm. I, I know like after very, there's a lot of time travel elements in series two. And I think it'd be nice to now leave them and just have them sort of work to adapt to their new situation. Cause I think there's a lot of dramatic potential in whatever happens there. It's, it's a whole new world. It's a, it's a completely open playground for the writers now. because they've got all the, all the races of Star Trek to play with. But they literally have; they can do whatever they like. There's no rules to constrain them from this point. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, did we notice uh, notice yeah. some of the familiar faces in the tra- well, not familiar faces per se, but familiar races in the trailer? Was there a Cardassian and a Moon a Moon species? Yeah, Lurian. Yeah, there was. Um, which is awesome. It could maybe it could be Morn. Like how how long do Morns live for? Sorry, not Morns. <laughs> it maybe it's Morn. It definitely <laughs> looks a lot like him. That'd be cool. Uh, and there's also Another Trill. Oh yeah. And what looked like yes. Burnham going into a symbiont yes. pool. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're also. I mean, could, oh, cool. I mean, we could. I mean, I don't know. It depends how how much they want to, to kind of nod nod towards past series. But I mean, I mean, the Dax symbiote could still be alive. <laughs> Nothing to say she wouldn't be. Yeah, I saw a really good little cartoon thing posted online a, a week or so back, um, where so it basically it was riffing on that bit. So Burnham was going to go in the symbiote pool, and someone said to her. Oh, actually, for what you're asking, you might want to speak to Dax. And she goes, which one's Dax? Oh, she's in the other pool because she's a bad influence, <laughs> which amused me no end. They had to isolate the Dax symbiont because she was just leading the others astray. My worry about um, if, if Morn did show up, God, that, that guy never shuts up. You'd have a whole episode of him just going on and on. <laughs> God, <laughs> That'd be a couple episodes. It'd be like, be like a six pack episode. <laughs> uh, I do, I do like the idea if they're going to like give us some trill stuff, which I think would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the idea of um, having stuff like Cardassians and familiar races—they've they've tapped the DS9 market a bit by using um, a Morn alien and a Cardassian and a trill, mm. but. 
that's no bad thing because you know um deep space yeah. nine is flipping brilliant so yeah that's it i'm yeah. in that market market and i would like to be tapped please <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> but there's still a heavy andorian thing there which is yeah. good he doesn't so, look that heavy yeah. like a regular set uh, andorians <laughs> are really dense <laughs> hey, i think shran geez. was he was pretty sharp, pretty sharp. <laughs> I, I meant in terms of molecular structure they're very dense was in I know. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win, Rick. You can't win. Too much wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. This, this, this is what's going to drag our, our Destination Star Trek panel over the 45-minute mark. Yeah. Before you've even got through the intro. You all jump in on every word I choose. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, I mean, um, the, the, the Federation flag with less stars in it, I mean... It is a it is quite a dramatic symbol, but I guess it, a long time has passed since, I mean, 900 and odd years. So it'd be interesting if it was just the case that the Federation ran its course. And and maybe I, I, I like the idea that perhaps it's not as though the galaxy's in ruins. It's just things are different. Mm, yeah. I'd be... Yeah, yeah. The- that's it maybe the federation isn't kind of it maybe isn't sort of necessary anymore and it yeah it wasn't needed as so much although looking at a lot of the scenes where you see masses of people charging forward weapons there's clearly it's not a gal it's not a, a it's not a peaceful situation is it mm. so yeah, yeah. but, it's, but then it's on the other side those, those groups are united of many different races united which is a federation sort of thing. So you've got on the, on the one hand, there's the the, 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 the war warlike thing. So not federation, not peaceful. But then there's many races united in purpose, which is federation. So it's difficult yeah. to say which way it's going. I mean, it's a classic opportunity for that sort of episode where a bunch of characters assume something and then go through a learning experience, which is classic track, isn't mm. it? Like the ar- Absolutely. There are arrogant characters that think that they know the best way to do something. And then they yeah. realize that actually it's not. And there are, and these, and the, the people that they encounter have, a, are, are happy in the way that they lead their life. And, and I can imagine a crew from the 22nd century going into the 32nd century are probably, you know, the 22nd century isn't exactly, sorry, 23rd century isn't exactly when the Federation was its height, but it probably was its, its most powerful at that point. And, and they might want to, the, the Discovery crew or certain elements might want to sort of live by those values and, and they might not work in this time. And that could be a sort of a, a learning experience that some characters go through, which I think, you know, is something that Trek does well. Yeah, I mean, this, this is the thing that Voyager can, could play off a lot was to be in a situation where the Federation is not the de facto or the default thing, but to try and remain true to your Federation values, despite the galaxy not being, or despite your area not that you're in not being geared towards them. So, this, yeah, so, so it's like with Voyager Safe, for instance, Equinox, where they, the crew of the Equinox failed to do that, and Voyager had to try and maintain it. So yeah, absolutely. That's 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 mm. potential for very interesting storylines. I think. Yeah, I agree. Who? Um, Should we? Um... No, go ahead. Sorry, you go. Rick. Um, I, I don't remember the 
the the end of season two super clearly. So is the chap that Burnham's with in the trailer, is that someone we've met? <laughs> no, I think he's I think he's a, a resident of the future. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I recognise the actor. He was in the last season of Supergirl. But I thought, yeah. have I, See, I have I seen him? I before? had a, I had a vague idea that he could be the guy from Calypso, but yeah. we'll chat down. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I didn't think that was the case. <laughs> no, I don't believe but, it is, but who knows where we'll go. Well, I suppose it, it wouldn't make sense because in Calypso, the uh, ship had been abandoned for a thousand years, and that's clearly not mm. the case. Yeah, so he, that character wouldn't show up Yeah, because at this point, because yeah, yeah. he needs a thousand-year <laughs> gap of abandonment <laughs> of that ship to then show up. Yeah, unless he's super old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean that the trailer the trailer is visually impressive, but mm-hmm. and it leaves you sort of it doesn't give you it isn't good very much away. No. I'm just but I'm just I'm well, as yeah. with as with most new series of Discovery, I'm just I'm hoping that they sort of there's there's so much potential with that show and and that I just hope that they, and now that they're ahead of time, they're in an era when, you know, people can't nitpick about the show because essentially this is in a time when we haven't seen before that that they use that opportunity to sort of make the show its own thing because it's always been sort of hampered by the era it's been set in until now and and now it's free, mm. hopefully. And I'm, I'm guessing that's why they made this choice. I think I think that's kind of the really clever thing about it is to, by setting it as a, like, a little prequel shortly before TOS, they've really anchored it into the Star Trek universe. And then, bam, Series 3, suddenly we're way beyond anything and we can literally do whatever we like, but we've, we've already anchored ourselves as Star Trek. So it's kind of quite... A, it, 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 it's good thinking. I think it's quite a cleverly done thing because... It'd be very easy to start it straight in the future and struggle to make those links in a realistic way. But I think they've already done that bit. They've made those links, and now we have an open playground to really go to town and you know explore mm. a lot of these things in a way that won't disrupt continuity. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, I think they've really freed themselves in such a, in so many good ways now. Yeah. So. I gotta admit, I, I I'm excited for Discovery, but but a mm. big part of my Star Trek excitement is being taken up by um, by Picard at the moment. Because yeah, absolutely, because we, we, we us us four are very much of that of that era of Next Generation, really, aren't we? We are hugely so. This is such a big thing, so. Um, I guess that kind of means we're moving on to the Picard trailer. <laughs> Let's, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very well. Yeah. Yeah, nicely, yeah. nicely, nicely moved in. Yeah, I, mean, this, I suppose we, we, this trailer is the biggest trailer that we've seen, but, mm. but to me, it doesn't, it doesn't tell us a whole lot more than we, than we, than we didn't, that we hadn't already got from the previous trailer, No, but it mm. does. I mean, it, it it hits some real emotional highs by bringing in another couple of characters yeah. on screen for so many years. I mean, the, the first trailer dropped the big surprises of Seven and Data, didn't it? Yeah. So this one kind of opens with a Data moment. But 
actually, mm. nostalgia-wise, oh my god, they're in their old, they're in classic TNG uniforms. Yeah. Which is like, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. That looks like a dream sequence. It does me. a bit, doesn't it? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, Dana. Why do you, Dana? Why you look weird, Dana? You look weird. Like you, you look a bit of fat. <laughs> and your hairline, yeah. your hairline's changed. I think, I'm yeah. sure it has. <laughs> I think this is one of those times where, you, as a viewer, have to suspend your disbelief a little bit because there's only so much they can do to de-age Brent Spiner, I suppose. Isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm nitpicking. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, I'm totally with you. Like... It's, uh, I, when I sit down and watch it properly, I know, I know full well I'll be fine. I can just do that. But yeah, in the moment, you'd be like, okay, that's that's a good effort, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Data, are you are you using just for men on your hair? <laughs> because it's, it looks like you are. I'm... Just, just for, just for androids. Yeah. It's vanity subreaching. Just for androids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I know. But it, I love that. Speaking trailer. of androids, um, there was a nice, um, uh, um, the Android factory. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that club. That's There's a, a lot club. of speculation about what that means. Whether Starfleet are mass producing androids now. It seems like someone is. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming Starfleet, yeah. but that doesn't follow necessarily. Uh, no. So, um, yeah, it seems like it seems like a few things have gone on. So, like Picard involved was involved in some sort of unauthorized mission that went horribly wrong. It seems involving Romulans because. Mm. His flashbacks seem to be related. They're to that, definitely right? talking. He's like, if you look at the two trades together, he seems to have retreated to the vineyard to escape his past. So what's happened? Yeah, and we do know he he led some sort of huge armada. We don't know what for, for what purpose, but it definitely involved Romulans. So he had he commanded a large armada. Romulans are involved. He wants to escape it. Something went wrong. Uh, I hope we see that flashback play out. Uh, really, really expensively. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there were some awesome battle clips there, including yeah, some yeah. stuff that looked like very classic era Romulan bird of prey. And a, yes. and a Federation yeah. ships. Same space station. It looked like, like, but not, mm. but sort of looking at it horizontally rather than vertically. The 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 the, the, the big there's like a big yeah. explosion on a, on a what looks like a space station. Which I think is, yeah, a, I yeah. feel like maybe Picard's having nightmares or something and flashbacks. And yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be giving us a little bit more, dropping a few extra hints in, into the things we kind of already knew from the first mm. one, doesn't it? Um, uh, and, and we also confirmed that, that, that his dog's name is number one. So, yes, yeah, which is important. Yeah. And then we kind of touch back onto the um, the mysterious young woman who comes and approaches him. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he his oh his approach to Starfleet was quite good. When the guy was after, like asking his name. Oh yes. Yeah. It's good to see you about. Oh, and we we see a um, at that point, don't we see a sort of holographic? Uh, we do. That's, that, oh, that looked beautiful. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. 
had some special feelings. Yeah, they yeah. throw in nostalgia bits there, don't they? Oh yeah, they they drop nostalgia bombs yeah. all over that trailer. They know what, what I find interesting was they elaborated on his conversation with the admiral a little bit, and particularly she says, "This isn't your house now," which kind of and then he mm. says something along the lines of um the federation needs to stand up for what it was meant to be about i was like okay mm. so are we looking at a federation that's lost its way um i mean picard has very stringent views on the federation and, and its morality stuff he always has done to me it felt more like picard was about to go rogue mm. uh, a la say insurrection or, well yeah. like any of the movies <laughs> where, where he <laughs> Where to hell with his orders. Yeah, it's a bad to say that. <laughs> but the bit where he's in the wrong house, I was just thinking, well, sometimes when people are older, they, they get confused. Could he have literally just been... <laughs> just gone into the yeah. Yeah, this isn't your house, John Luke. You, you live three doors down. He's like, oh, silly me. <laughs> it's probably not going to play out like that. <laughs> no. I'd be surprised if that was it was the case. It felt like it was yeah. too dramatic. Um, we we do see seven of nine firing two guns. Yeah, we're going guns. John Woo yes. style here, yeah, that... or Quark style. Oh yeah, oh, Quark style. <laughs> two two guns in um, a DS Nine episode. Okay. Yeah, it? it's now forever going to be Quark style. I think for me, you've ruined action movies because I'll forever be on Quark style. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, firing the, the the only thing that's more awesome than firing a phaser is firing two phasers. <laughs> so that's that's ticked a box. Yeah. There's also an interesting little bit where she appears to be uh, crying over the body of someone in a a red shouldered yeah. uni- Starfleet uniform. Um, is she, is yeah, I think it is. It looks like Chakotay. <gasps> Do you reckon? Well, it looks like it could be a flashback to Chakotay in red-shouldered Starfleet uniform. But logically, Chakotay got back intact at the end of Voyager and his uniform would then have been updated. So, It is quite quickly with a a, a Borg cube as Mm. well, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. Maybe that's meant to suggest something. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe it's actually the Chakotay thing, but... It, it was my first thought when I saw that very brief yeah. um, shot. So, um, but of course, the I think the real yeah. the real money shot of the trailer is the these quiet moments at the end where oh. we just see Riker just just hanging out in his kitchen. Yeah. Oh my god! It's that's just that moment where you hear the kid's voice going, shouting, and he's like, "Stop yelling!" And they say, "But Jean Luc Picard's here." And it turns around and it's yeah. it's William Riker. And that that was the point. Emotionally I just broke down, I lost it. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. Um, it was it was. And then he's he's hugging Diana. Um and oh the little bit where they're on um the little yeah. jetty thing yeah. on the lake. Oh I know oh, it it just it, it drove home to me, I think, the thing that I've always said. Um, about the next gen crew with like this almost little other family I could potentially just watch two hours of them just chilling out and talking with no story at all because the, the 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 weight the emotional weight that that moment had on me was immense I was just like it, it's it's Riker and Picard sat together again and it was just 
uh, you know, uh, there, I, 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 I wept. I wept like an, uh, like a, as Martok would say, I wept like an old woman. Because <laughs> um, it was, it, emotionally, it massively hit me a bit <laughs> to see Riker again, to see Riker and Picard together again, to see Deanna and Picard. And it's just like, and that really hit, it, despite the fact I knew that um, uh, Will and Deanna would be in it, seeing it, seeing it there, um, that just really drove it home and really I, I was overcome. So I guess they're, I guess they're retired now as well. They must be, or they're out of Starfleet at least. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely looks it. So we won't get to see the Titan. But oh. I don't know. I, 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 there was part of me that thought we might, but I guess it makes well, it saves money to not. <laughs> It's still possible, isn't it? I mean, we could have, Riker could have flashbacks. Yeah, he could. <laughs> maybe in I, that Armada, maybe in the Armada that... flashback, we could see the Titan or something. Oh, yeah, and a, and a de-aged Riker. <laughs> I, I thought they might um, they might hold back um, Riker for the you know not have him appear in any trailers and mm. have that. As, for the show, but they mm. but they haven't done. Yeah, that. Done that, but uh, I, I, I was really excited to see him in the trailer. So I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it'd be funny if um, on the jetty, Picard says, "So, will um, what jazz music are you into at the moment?" And Riker's like, "Oh, I gave that up a long time ago. It's, it's <laughs> bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think that, but it'd be funny if you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd like to see um, I'd like to see Harry Kim show up with his clarinet <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging out with this guy now <laughs> playing jazz clarinet uh, and then Picard should look at his car and go, hang on are you still an ensign <laughs> yeah. oh dear oh, that would be good uh, anyone anyone mm. from that era of shows I just want to see brilliant Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they they played the nostalgia thing so well on this. Um, so yeah, but it 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 was it was nice. It was great. It, it totally got me excited for it. We're we're now on course. Twenty fourth of January. We've got a date. Yeah. Uh, it's it's exciting times. It it feels like it's gonna have to do something like pretty awful for it to suck. <laughs> like I'm already. It's like, right, I've seen Picard on screen. I've seen Data. I've seen Riker. I've seen Troy. I've seen Seven. This is going to be an absolute disaster for me mm. to hate it. Because already I'm like, I, this could be my favourite TV show of all time mm. ever. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the danger, isn't it, I guess? You, you kind of get your hopes up and you kind of, you kind of imagine it's going to be something... Which it might not be, mm. and you, you, that's that's when you're setting yourself up for nerd rage and angry mm. Twitter outbursts. Well, I mean, the, no, the thing I was feeling, I thought, I, I sort of thought about this. I look, I looked at my reaction, and I thought, you're not even thinking about the story here. You're just excited to see Picard and Data and Riker and Troy. That's literally where my excitement is. I haven't even thought about the story. I'm just like content to wait and let that story play out in front of me. For the minute, my excitement's all about seeing these characters again because I, you know, I never thought I would see new things yeah. with them again. I, I, 
I do. I so, have a feeling um, that that some of those characters are going to be they're they're kind of going to be cameos oh, or gosh, sort of one yeah. scene. Yeah, I don't expect to see Riker having much of a role or Troy. There will be, they'll be there. They'll fulfil a purpose, and then that'll be it. Still, have a, but that's still more than I thought I was going to get. Like two years ago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I never really dreamed we'd be in this position talking about this show as a real thing. Do you, no. I admit, I do have no, a little absolutely. fantasy that maybe in the maybe in the season finale. When, it, when the backs are against the wall and everything's everything's oh, kicking off, come over the horizon, and maybe Picard's like, "There's only one crew that could get us out of this," and, and, and oh, all the old all the old guys they show up, and the Enterprise D shows up for no reason because it's been so, it doesn't make any sense. But all the, they get all the actors back, and oh man, I can't eat, uh, too too emotional even thinking about how cool that would be. Oh, and that's what they would have done in the 90s in the Berman era. That probably is how it would have played out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it would be marvellous, but ultimately, would it be a good story to do it that way? Yeah. Is the thing. And I think that's where they're going. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just take the story as it comes and let it play out. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I'm grateful for any new stuff with these characters. So yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm so I mean, excited I... about it. I want to know. I want to know what's happened to the Enterprise E in this show. I want. I mean, we. I'm surely we will find out, mm. right? I mean, surely we will. Because hopefully, I mean, hopefully I'm there'll be some reference. Be the ship yeah, he led the Armada in, right? So maybe yeah, it got destroyed. So. And yeah. the one thing I'm worried about is that they. I, and I agree with you, Rick. I, I'm I'm happy to just watch it and see what happens. There is part of me that's a bit worried at, about characters that might be killed off off screen. That's like that's in my worries pile, um, without any without mm. any evidence that that will happen. But <laughs> but I mean I think I mean I guess maybe the Enterprise E might be destroyed, so that might be dead. That's in the that's in the dead pile. Um, I really don't think they'll kill off Dr. Crusher. I think you know, they might save her for season two or something. Well, that might be in the finale. Yeah. Or, something. Well, or they is... might be saving her. Yeah. Because this is this is the thing. We, we know there's going to be more than one series. Yeah. So if if there's a next-gen character that doesn't get a at least a cameo this series, there's still the future. So nothing's ruled out. And that's why I don't think they'll kill any off-screen. I think they'll keep them all in reserve just because... You never know. Because yeah, I mean, I mean, what if they say like, what if at the end of season one, they're like, we have yeah. to go to the the gamma quadrant, and they had to go to D Space Nine or something, and oh, oh, they'd be so cool. Or or Bajor. they just yeah. have to go to Bajor. Yeah, oh my god, Bajor. <laughs> well, if if they can if they can bring Seven in, there's nothing to say they can bring in some DS Nine people at some point. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Um, Another thing, yeah. the the Borg cube. Now no. I, I'm interested to find out where that came from. Is it like is it Hughes? Did he? Mm. Is it like Hughes cube? And and they, he. Uh, what do you what do you guys think? I don't think it's Hughes because Hughes' ship was destroyed in descent, and from mm. then on he was leading the free faction of Borg. So, however. I do think at some point they've obviously captured a Borg cube and uh, repurposing it for something. Or it could maybe be those Borg that free themselves in Voyager. 
Oh, the cooperative. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean, that's, a, that's an element of the story that, uh, of all the elements in the story that we've seen so far, that that sort of Borg-Romulan plotline yeah. seems the one that's the most mysterious. We don't, we, yeah, it's really difficult to predict where that's going, what, what, what part that will play. We know it's there. We have no idea in what shape it's going to take, though. Hmm. Because I think we were talking earlier, weren't we, about um, the, the sort of what they what they're doing is they're sort of yeah. they're messing with Borg technology, and by messing with it, they might be enabling some sort of Borg resurgence. Yeah. Scientists, well, what were they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and if, like, yeah. if the Federation, if the Federation are building androids that are sort of loosely based on Borg technology, yeah. aren't they just? Aren't they just building? Yeah, aren't they just building like a a potential race of a new race of Borg or something? Yeah, Which, or at the very least, a race of time bombs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it looks great. Um, I, I can't. I just can't wait. I want. I want to watch. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it'll be quite. Have you any of you guys thought about going to Patrick Stewart's talk at Destination Star Trek? Um, maybe mm. I, I would like yeah. to. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how much he's going to be allowed to say. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> He'll be under very strict embargo about spoilers and things, won't he? But it would be cool to go to. It would be really cool, but um, but yeah, I guess I haven't kind of made a decision on what talks i want to go to yet and how much money i want to spend no on. neither really if there was going to be one paid talk that i'd go to it, it would be the patrick stewart mm. yeah although it is 150 percent more expensive than all the other paid talks <laughs> oh, thank god that. i thought you were going to say it's 150 <laughs> yeah. it's 25 pounds but all the others are 10 yeah <laughs> uh, Ooh, that's quite steep but then yeah. it's Patrick Stewart. You don't so. even. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm just sort of waiting to see the final timetable, really, and then I'll make my decisions, book my various bits and bobs. So. Yeah, I mean, I did notice there's a it's a really cool sounding uh, panel <laughs> on the timetable. Actually, it's a Lower Decks Radio podcast. Um, what are they doing? They're doing something about like Star Trek's like Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, I mean, it sounds brilliant. That's amazing. Uh, and I would. I, I mean, I can't <laughs> believe that's not a paid talk. No, wow. I pay anybody to say that's extraordinary. <laughs> that represents excellent value. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious why that's on a different day to Patrick Stewart's because it would just be embarrassing for Patrick Stewart when nobody turned up because they're all it at would. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you were picking up on our clever witticisms there, we are obviously hosting a, a talk panel at <laughs> Destination Star Trek on the Sunday. So hopefully you'll all turn up and see how great we are live in person. Um, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think it's, is it um, if you don't think we're great, we will refund the cost of admission to that panel. <laughs> That is a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, it's going to be it's an exciting weekend, really. It always is. Destination Star Trek. It's it's just 
just going soaking yeah. up the atmosphere you know you're sharing some space with thousands of trekkies yeah uh, we have we'll have stickers this time around and badges and badges can... yeah all oh, right sorry badges and <laughs> um, we have badges this time around and we can we can we can give out loyal fans an emblem <laughs> yes yeah i can bestow it on them and say well done well done <laughs> welcome for your loyalty <laughs> yes what we should yeah. say yeah. we should say um I, I feel like we should each take a, a, a some badges and tweet and tweet we are at dst mm. come and find us and we will reward that. you for your loyalty but you have to you have to yeah. prove that you're a fan because yeah. disloyalty <laughs> does, does not get rewarded yeah, no. it'll be punished. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I haven't thought about what format punishment take might take. Take away all the badges. Take away all the yeah. We'll take away all your other badges <laughs> if you fail to pass the ten backward loyalty test. Oh, we sound like the bloody federation. We sound all right. Yes, you. Are. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, a loyalty test does sound fun. It does. Joking aside, it would be interesting if I yeah. was the most loyal of our fans. I think. Yeah, all we have. To, I mean, to be fair, our loyalty test could just be asking them, um, "Who, who am I?" <laughs> <laughs> like, which one am I? Which one am I? And then, if you if you get that right, Gemma, it's easier for you, hopefully. But, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, in fairness, being as we are a podcast, which is an audio medium, asking them a visual question might be quite tricky. <laughs> well, a bit unfair. They, 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 they get to ask the question about the fleshy anus. <laughs> Maybe you answer, yes, I do have a fleshy anus. You're a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to show it, won't we? You have to <laughs> prove it. Uh, this we can't we can't make reference to this on stage. No. I think. <laughs> something we'll have to steer away from. Yeah, if you're attending yeah, our panel, that... please don't ask a question about the fleshy anus because we're not really supposed to mention it. <laughs> but yeah, it would be great, uh, listeners, if you're at DST and you you want to drop by and, and see our panel. It'd be really cool. We're really excited about it. We've we would not done a live audience recording based podcast before so uh yeah it's exciting yes for us. yeah and a bit and a bit scary a little yeah. bit scary we've even done running which is extraordinary Don't, let's not build it up too much <laughs> Some. yeah yeah. Some yeah let's tempt her <laughs> we're we're okay. extremely grateful to destination star trek for being so desperate for content but they've had to scrape the bar- barrel <laughs> like this <laughs> and give us 45 minutes <laughs> It feels like they scraped the barrel and then they were like, oh, wait a minute, what's on the... They turned the barrel over. And they're like, ah, the 10 Banker podcast. Here they are. This is how, this is how we manage expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, still, come and have a badge. I don't have a badge. Yeah, get a photo taken with us. Yeah, you know, yeah, with, a, with a thumb, with a thumbs up, and a and a merry and a merry smile. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll come and do the same. <laughs> we bothered. 
but you know mm. it's good i mean going back to the picard trailer i mm. i think you're right rick i, I think it, i'm 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 just happy that we have it um I'm not worrying too much. As much as I, there are definite things, there are definite, definite things I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I am mostly, in the majority, just happy that it exists because a couple of years ago, I I, I didn't think it would. No. I thought Patrick Stewart had no had left that character. I never thought they'd wave on. enough cash under his nose for him to revisit, <laughs> but they did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I have to admit, when when he, when he did Logan, I thought, and he was he he talked pretty passionately about pr- playing Charles Xavier. Mm. Part of me was thinking, "What? Well, I'm sorry, but but Captain Picard is by far your more iconic role. I mean, there are there are a fair few slapheads who could play <laughs> Charles Xavier, and even people who aren't slapheads could play him because James McAvoy's got hair <laughs> and." Um, but only, only so. Far, I mean, mm. two people could. I mean, so far, two people have played Picard, right? Well, I uh, John Luke, um, Patrick Stewart, and Tom Hardy, uh, essentially. Well, and well there's the teenage Patrick. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fair fair enough. Twelve-year-old. <laughs> Twelve-year-old. Oh yeah, three. And they, oh, sorry, I'm forgetting him. Um, young proposed. A million people have played Picard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean. Tom Hardy wasn't Picard. He was he was a genetic clone of the man. That doesn't make him the man. A little, a little. He was Picard. John's the Picard. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Tom. My Tom Hardy impression is just a Welsh accent because after luck, that's my Tom Hardy impression because, because it's it's just easier. Well, thankfully, Tom Hardy's voice for. Um, Picard clone was not as silly as his Bane voice. <laughs> no, that was a bit silly. He's a good actor, though. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, we're not, we're no. not, we're not besmirching Tom Hardy. No, I, I love Tom Hardy. Yeah. He's great. He used to date Linda Park, who was Hoshi. Oh. Ooh, bit of bit of gossip. <laughs> yeah, I had to date gossip. They've long since split up, and she's now married and had a child with someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but still gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, maybe they'll get back together. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be a great direction for our podcast to take, like gossip from the mid to late 90s, which is no longer relevant to anything. How did they meet? Do you know how Do you know how Linda Park and Tom Hardy met? No, we've, we've literally exhausted my knowledge on the subject already. <laughs> but they used to date. I guess... But I guess that they were they were making Nemesis around the same time they were doing Enterprise. Mm, I think right? that was about the time they were together. But I could be wrong. And I and I've seen I, I've seen a picture of um, Scott Dracula with Brent Spiner and Patrick Stewart. So maybe that's when Linda Park and Tom Hardy mm. hooked up. Just like I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that's when. Like that literally happened. at the time that picture was being but taken, they were sort of behind. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh, oh, this is great. This is great, isn't it? <laughs> Look you. <laughs> You'd be able to translate what he's saying. She'd be able to understand the Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> she was a like that. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I think he puts on a different accent for Hoshi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> 
what was our actual subject again? <laughs> I don't know Star why Trek. we get the feeling that we're going to have to take I know, we're, we're limited to 45 minutes. I mean, record listeners will know we've never gone to 45 minutes. No. No, I mean, I imagine I this, this episode would be a bit of a short What, well, because it's quite late, but it's it's not been a short yeah. one, has it? No, we've nearly hit an hour. So. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe that kind yeah, of wraps up our, uh, our discussion. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah. And we hope to see you at Destination Star Trek. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition! You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum! Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loadexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward 10 being the number and backward being the word backward we're also on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast you can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through itunes stitcher google play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 backward crew let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 backward Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward.